Welcome to The Radiant Life with Tatiana. I am your host and I'm obsessed with empowering you to live and create the best life possible. I'm a master mindset coach, breathwork facilitator, and a passionate little Latina who loves sharing the magic behind your subconscious mind and energetics. If you're looking to uplevel your mindset, learn all about spirituality and manifestation, and to be inspired in making a change to embody your best self, you are in the right place. My goal is for you to see and unlock your limitless potential, to have the tools to break free from the chains holding you back so you can create and live your most radiant life. I am so excited to have you here listening today. Now let's dive into today's episode. Hello and welcome to the Radiant Life Podcast slash the Awakening Bodies collaboration. Today's episode is unique. It's something new where I am sitting down on the couch with Sebastian Yepes, who's a dear friend of mine and the co-host to the Awakening Bodies Podcast. So we're airing this on both. And today's episode, we're just having a sit down conversation on his couch covering lots of topics around life, how we got to where we're at now. He's a um, Colombian immigrant who used to do door-to-door sales. I share my background on my old life, how I got to doing what I'm doing, but also like talking about how we overcame fear, how we got to have this courage to go after our dreams. And we talk a lot around relationships, boundaries, healthy communication, because Sebastian actually played a massive role in Evan and I's getting back together story and journey. And we kind of just wanted to like sit down and just see what came up. And so we hope that you feel like you're sitting on the couch with us, just talking to some friends, getting to know us a little bit more. And Honestly, getting some insight, getting some tools and feeling inspired to just improve yourself as always with each episode that you listen to. And so let's just dive on in. I'm so excited for you guys to hear Sebastian. I love him so much. He is just a beautiful soul and we hope it's everything that you need and more. Let us know what you think after you listen and enjoy the episode. What a cool experience to know that there's people listening to this right now. Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> Especially because there's not like big microphones here. I like feel like I'm just hanging out. <laughs> yeah. All right. So before we begin, thank you, Tati, for joining for today's conversation. This is going to be packed full of uh, insights, value, knowledge. I've known Tati now for about four years total. The first time I met her, spicy little thing that she was, she welcomed <laughs> me and Laura was like, keep keep away. <laughs> so funny. We were just talking about that the other day. Don't really remember that interaction, but yeah, a little protective energy <laughs> yeah which was goes to show who you are and i'm so proud to see you and what you're doing because i've known you for a very short period of time relatively and to see the way in which you've grown to see the way in which you've developed helping women and living better quality of life in total from their relationships to their careers you've had a massive shift in your career in your life so far and you're still super young so thank you for taking time to be here uh, let's flow thank you yeah i'm excited i'm excited because i know for those listening on my podcast like i share a lot of how Evan and I were able to rekindle and get back together, of course, was healing and community. It's one of the big things I talked about. And I always like reference you and Lauren because, I mean, you guys were in it with us. I mean, you helped us heal individually and didn't choose sides and you just kind of kept it neutral. You guys stayed with us. And then when we rekindled, you two were also the same people that we looked up to and like began to model and so I'm and I know that you know you did work with Evan and he shares that in our podcast but I'm excited to like chat on this deeper because you played such a massive role in 
who we are and where we both are today. And it's cool. Full circle. It's such an honor. Such an honor to be with you guys throughout that journey. And we'll definitely get to that. And before we move forward, for those that on, on my end, on Awakening Bodies end, who don't know you, could you share like a quick um, how you've gotten to where you're at now? I mean, you were going to school for engineering. You had the job. Yeah. You are now coaching women and supporting yeah. So long story short, short um, I grew up just like really struggling with my mindset. Poor me, victim, very negative, self-loathing. Um, I struggled with depression, anxiety. I was on Adderall, all prescription medications. And so I molded into societal norms and what people wanted me to do. So I ended up getting a degree, job in corporate America, doing engineering. And I hated my life. Like it sucked the soul out of me. And my depression and anxiety was just at an all-time high and so I just had a moment of time of like I we're not meant to be on this earth to be this miserable like why am I here like what is my purpose and I took a lot of time to heal my relationship with self food my body led me to shifting my perspective improving my mindset which led me to discovering who I truly was my passions my purpose and then I just had like a fire set under me of like I'm going to take control of my life again and so I quit my corporate engineering job. I signed a lease for Florida within 24 hours, moved down here, no job, knew nobody, never even visited the town. And I just had like the vision of like, I'm going to live the best life I can live because I have one and I'm going to start a business. I was doing health coaching at the time. And then from there, I just like, it's so much deeper than nutrition and health. It's like, who are you and what do you desire in life and how can you just be the best version of yourself? And create a life you're obsessed with and so it was through my own journey that now I get to help women through similar um, avenues whether it's career shifts or just self-discovery or now relationships but yeah it's been a journey that's that's my quick (laughs) quick notes on you know what I do and how I got here and it's awesome because I've heard this story before but every time I hear it it's just like I'm hit with this sense of courage the sense of faith the sense of trust you moved into an apartment you hadn't even seen before that somebody else like videoed for you. <laughs> you have within 24 hours, you signed the lease and you moved down to a tower. You knew nobody mm-hmm. for you to have taken that stage from going from a corporate engineering job, which to some people is like a dream. And if that yeah. is for you, God bless. Like we're all here for our own journeys for you at that point in time. You knew you didn't want to go in this direction. What was that sense of like, what gave you that sense of certainty and knowing that I'm going to move down and I'm going to start over? Yeah, I think for me, like that was like I was living the American dream. My parents are immigrants. And so they sacrificed so much for me to now have that. And I was living what they always wanted me to have. But I was there was no life in me. I was so like dead inside. I was numb. And I think what allowed me to do that with that certainty was looking at it and like, okay, what are my fears? What's the worst case scenario? And I just remember realizing the worst case scenario, if it doesn't work out, if I make no friends, the business fails, I don't have money is I move back to my mom's and I find a job. Mm. And then I was like, I'm living my worst case scenario right now where I'm Mm. unhappy. I hate my life. I hate my job. I live at home. So the only choice I had was go try something new because you're already at your rock bottom at your worst case. And so if it doesn't work out, you come back here, but at least you said you could try. You tried. Yeah. And I think that's what just gave me the courage of like my back was just against the wall. I'm like, I, there's no much, not much lower I can get other than staying where I'm at. And it kind of like motivated me to just do something different. Um, I will say being off medication played a big role in that because I was numb for so long being on so many meds. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like once I got off, I was able to kind of 
reconnect to myself again and find joy in life. But, and it made me just like curious, like how much better can life get really? And so I was like, why don't I just give this a try? Because the other avenue that all the doctors or all the voices in my head told me to do brought me to somewhere I didn't love. And mm. what would it look like if I followed my heart and what I wanted? And well, clearly it. It's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you have an awesome husband, well, fiance, beautiful home now here in Florida, group of friends, thriving community that you're building. Yeah. And as you're sharing all this, I can't think but help of, there's so many people that find themselves in that same scenario where they're not joyous, they're finding a place that like, they're, they're at rock bottom. Yeah. However, they choose to stay there. For you, you found yourself there and you were in that sense of, if I don't make a difference, if I don't do something different, then it's going to remain the same. Mm-hmm. Were you always this, did you always have the sense of urgency and the sense of initiative to you? Initiative in what sense? Like, what do you mean? Initiative in realizing I'm, I'm living the worst case scenario. I'm just going to take the action. I think... Yes and no. I think there was, if you look at the little girl version of me, yes. Like I was very ambitious. I was very like, this is who I am. This is what I want. And I think the world started telling me that was wrong. And so then I molded. And then when I molded, I kind of like quieted my voice or quieted my passions. I um, became numb with all the medications and then inner thoughts and negativity. And I just like, I started settling because... I wanted to conform. I wanted to like fit in. And so I wasn't really an action taker at certain points. I feel like it was just more of like coasting and living through life until I just couldn't do it anymore. Like my soul was like screaming to unleash herself again. (laughs) About how old were you when you realized that you were settling and not being fully self-expressed? I remember in college when people would be like, you're an engineer and you party or you're cool, you're social. Like I I remember just having moments of like, yeah, this really is not who I am. Uh, Um, I remember having moments of like, I'm just going to do this and then be the stay at home mom. And like, so I had like glimpses of that, but I feel like the moment was just being in corporate. Like I remember just sitting at a desk, like just, I would cry going to work. I was emailing my friends, um, my, you know, my ex at the time, and then eventually Evan, like I have these old emails of like saying like, who am I? Like, what wow. am I here for? Like, what is my purpose? Like, I, I just like was so confused. Mm. And I was just like, why am I so unhappy? Why do I hate life? Why am I so angry? Why, why, why? I mean, I have more than what other people have and I'm still not happy. I'm not fulfilled. And so I think I just took a look at it and just one day was like, I have to, I have to make a change. I mean, it got to a point where like, what is it worth living? Mm. Like, why am I living here if I'm not even happy? Mm-hmm. Is it better not to? Like I've, I had those thoughts. And so I think mm. moments like that really motivated me to be like, okay, something else yeah. out there. And at that time, social media was starting to get kind of, you know, bigger. And you see like the influencers, they were like living the life and so happy. And so it gave me the seed of if they're happy, if they're purposeful, like, why can't I have that too? Mm. I think that's what kind of helped me find those answers. And then once you have those seeds planted, yeah, yeah I feel like it's hard to <laughs> take them apart. <laughs> yeah. Like once you're aware, you're aware. And yeah. um, it took time though, but I think it was just more of, what do you mean? I, it was just dark. It was, it was a really dark place. And it was just, I felt like I had no other choice. I was going to stay in this darkness I don't really know how much worse it could have gotten, but of course you can probably imagine worse. And sure. I just, I chose, I think the word you cho- you said that was a choice. Like I chose mm-hmm. 
to do something different instead mm-hmm. of letting my thoughts or other people's opinions get to me, which I think not many people take that responsibility back in their lives. Which again, to you and goes to show you the character that you have and I acknowledge you so much because even especially today, like it shows up all over everything you do, the sense of responsibility, the sense of ownership, the sense of taking initiative. Like you, you are somebody that when I think of a powerful woman doing powerful things in the world, mm-hmm. you come up. So to see like this journey that you've been on and to get to know you at a deeper level and to see also the nurturing side of you. Mm-hmm. We were having, uh, what was it, brunch for your, bre- for your uh, birthday. Yeah. And that was a common thing that everybody shared. There's this fierce side to Tati that it's like, we called her the pepper, the Spanish pepper. Yeah. <laughs> we were comparing her to a food. <laughs> yeah, the Spanish pepper. We, we got a game where every single person in the group has her own food. Spi- uh, uh, Tati was a spicy pepper. Yeah. But then she also has that sweet side to her, the nurturing side, that the loving side, which is such a powerful mix to have. It's very interesting. And then you bring that into other people. You bring that into other women that you're working with within your organization and your business. Yeah. Which is amazing. So share with us the journey. So you, you came to Florida, you started a whole new life. You saw people around you already doing it through social media, which is a key thing as, as well for anybody listening to get yourself around a community of people, whether it's digital or in person that are going to have you see bigger than you see yourself. Because yeah. sometimes we get talked up in our own bubble that we don't realize there's a, oh, a whole other world of possibilities available. Yeah. So you saw that possible. You came to Florida. How did you get yourself now to where you're at? Because you're doing some big things with radio relationships with your um, whole organization. Like share with us, well, for one, what are you doing? Like, what is right now your current season within your professional career and business? So interesting because I feel like I'm doing things and I feel something else is coming and I have no idea. And I always say like, okay, God's doing work. Where I have no idea what the next plan is. But yes. right now, um, I help women in many different ways. I do coaching. So on a one-on-one in a group aspect, I have two group programs and I do breath work. I'm a breath mm. work facilitator. So I love that because... Mindset work is great, but body work, healing work. Mm. And um, I have my my own podcast and the retreats. And so I feel like I do multiple different things, but it's all in the same context of helping women like come back to who they truly are. Mm. And it's a mix of self-discovery, but self-creation and really tapping into their potential and really getting clear of like, who am I? What do I want? What am I here for? And then finding the confidence in themselves to go do it. Mm. And so for some some women, it's just listening to this podcast. Some women, it's joining coaching. Some, it's coming into a full retreat, which I you know, you host retreats. Like in-person immersions are yeah. powerful. So that's a little bit of what I do now in Florida, how I got here. Man, it's been a journey. Yeah, it's a journey. It's a journey. <laughs> Imagine. So so with the podcast, what's the podcast name so people can follow? And listen? Yeah, so it's the Radiant Life Radiant podcast, Life. which I love. It's my baby. And so... It's so much fun. And you get real on those conversations. You really open up. Yeah. And if you guys are listening online, you guys know how vulnerable I get. I <laughs> I share it all. But yeah, I mean, I think being real and vulnerable is the best thing you can do. I think yeah. you set a really good example of that for me too, of just like when, when you're just your true authentic self, that, that, I mean, you attract who you're meant to attract and you're able to impact the lives you're meant to impact instead of like creating this facade of like, oh, I'm a coach or oh, I'm a business owner. I have to be perfect. It's like, no, here's my shit here's my baggage yeah can you relate and if so great maybe it inspires you or i can support you yeah which is so interesting because in today's generation we think that it's all about perfection 
But I think we're also realizing, I think people are at a at large scale, especially the younger generation. Oh, yeah. And if you think With of like TikTok. TikTok, for example, yeah, where yeah. there's no filter, it's authentic, it's raw. It's like, that's what people want. Yeah, it's pretty cool, actually. I feel, I've been on Instagram for a few years now, and I feel, I was telling you guys, like, when things were going viral in, in January, I was like, you guys, like, I literally went on TikTok, took messy action. I was like, I don't give a crap of what it looks like if it makes sense. But that was the thing. Like people just feel that authenticity and they're not here to have a perfectly curated Instagram feed. It's like, no, I relate to this girl or she's giving me value or X, Y, Z. And I'm like, oh, people are people are craving that. Like think about yeah. all the influencers who are promoting these brands or things and you can just, you're like, can I trust you? Like, can I believe this is true or not? And I think that's, people are craving like just authenticity and like mm. realness. And I think TikTok has honestly done a great job of allowing like a platform to be more like who you are versus this facade and fakeness. And not saying it doesn't happen, but. Sure, sure it still does. Yeah. Absolutely. With that authenticity you're bringing up because it's such a key point. Did you ever have a sense of not sharing yourself openly because of the comparison of what other people would think, say, or opinions that they had about you? Yeah, always, 100%. How were you able to break through that? In when I was mood doing my career transition or like what exactly like cause I feel yeah, like yeah. I've done it in like different different ways. So it's sure. So, so like right now, as as you were in January, you created this content. You're good. Like if you got to pick it up, it's not. Oh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I have so many affirmations, <laughs> reminders, positive mindset, you guys. That's right. It's beautiful. <laughs> so here you were in, in January with your with your content going viral through TikTok, through messy action that you're just taking it on, vulnerably sharing. In that process of being open and letting people see fully in that authentic self, did the fear of what other people would think about you or what their opinions were? Yeah, for some reason, not too much on there. I think because I've done, I've done so much work on myself. Got it. So at that point, I was kind of like, take it, you look, you look, yeah, no way or you're not. I will say like when I started Instagram, yeah, of course. And even when I started my journey um, and I feel like I, what I learned is everyone's going to have an opinion or judgment no matter what, no matter how much you try to please someone. And, I'm, you know, I've said things that sometimes I'm not meant to say, but like XYZ, but like at the end of the day, it's like if I can just be fully me and own it and love me. Yeah then that's all that matters and whether they judge my post or judge my story it doesn't matter like i, I literally get con comments on tiktok especially from men which is so funny and they're like ruthless and they're nasty and they're mean and i mm. literally laugh because mm. i don't it doesn't faze me I'm like you don't know me and your words are more of a reflection of you than of me and yeah. i'm so congruent with myself that your assumptions about me like i just I don't care and sometimes i bark back because i'm like you need somebody to like mirror this back into your face like mm. how miserable are you to be sitting on tiktok commenting on my little girl's post about her relationship and how happy she is and you got a nasty comment this way yeah. and some people were probably like ouch that stings but you know what take a look and like take some ownership sure stop projecting this negativity in the world so um i don't know i think i just had to learn that i'm not for everybody uh, um but doesn't mean it doesn't come up like i don't know sure, you, you're like do you yeah, yeah i feel like when course. i first met you you were a really good example of me of like like just owning yourself like mm. fully like i don't know like you just have like an energy and presence to you mm. and at that time like i had done that already but there was a time in my life i had to like shrink small or conform or not be so loud or so 
bold and it's taken me years to really own myself and love myself for that. But I remember when I met you, I was kind of like, especially as a man, like he, like you were grounded in mm. who you were and not in a cocky way though. Mm. And so, um, I don't know that, that always, like, I always know, like, I don't know. I, I, I value people who own themselves and I think it helped me. Sure own myself even more mm. and not fear like when i was going like through career shifts or like health coaching to the coaching i did now it was kind of like let's just who you are you're about evolving if people want to judge let them judge but like yeah. you're okay and happy with who you are i appreciate you sharing that because it's definitely been seasons of putting facades or pretending mm. or the idea of fake it till you make it like i remember when i first understood that idea or first heard of that concept was like comes gonna fake it till i make it but i didn't realize that i was so faking it yeah like that had to shift in a way where instead of faking it it was more so like embrace where you're at to make it where there's a sense of accepting fully where i was at and where i'm not and look i'm currently going through a transition in my professional career where the season is shifting again yeah. so it's like okay this is where i'm taking off a mask to put it that way i'm taking off the, a suit or a shirt that didn't fit me to now step into a whole new wardrobe and in that, it's it's, it's, a pro it's a transition. It, it's a process. It's a process. And what's really supported me a lot is understanding that people, to your point of the gentleman or the band that was, or the, say the little boy, saying yeah. stuff online, like that individual, whatever they're going through, they have no way to to channel that energy in a way that's going to be supportive. Yeah. And this is where I know for us, with the work that we do, we see that full responsibility on. And yeah, we're not perfect. Like we're going to make mistakes. We're human, but it's not about perfection especially you being a woman of faith, you understand that through grace, it's all good. Yeah, like there's no perfection. What would you say was your, because I know your story and like if everyone's listening from my podcast, like if you want to share a little bit, yeah, it was sure. like you did, you know, door-to-door -door sales, you did Vima, you did mm -hmm. um, different career shifts too. And so like, how did you overcome that, fake it till you make it, owning who you are and like knowing who you are journey? Yeah, definitely a process. Mm -hmm. And I think that's one of the biggest things that over time I'm continuing to learn is patience. Mm -hmm. Like, especially in, in the way in which, I mean, at 20 years old, I was saying by 30, I'd be, I'd be a multimillionaire with retiring my parents. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> I, I think that's a very common narrative, yeah. especially as like social media was getting mm -hmm. big and you saw people of like Jake Paul. All they're talking about is money. Yeah. And like, look, some people were able to create that and accomplish that. Uh -huh. And once I understood for me that business was available for somebody like myself as a Colombian immigrant who in the past, like I had this vision and literally had it at one point of my vision board had a successful man. The successful man looked like a tall person, a white tall person. For those of you that don't know me, <laughs> I am five foot five and Colombian. So my skin color is olive, caramel, I like to say. <laughs> so there was a time and this opened up through my door-to-door -door journey as I was going through really deep transformative work through Landmark Worldwide, where I realized that the vision that I had of a successful person was completely not who I was. Mm. So here I am trying to become a white tall man to be successful, but I can't change my who I am. Yeah. Like I can't change this physical appearance. And that's just the beginning. Like, I mean, that's just the that that's the result. That's like the the final outcome is the is the outside, the external occurrence, the internal is completely different. Yeah. So I was able to understand that I gotta embrace who I am. And if I don't embrace who I am, it's like everything we deny continues to persist. Mm -hmm. And that was a turning point for me. And it was continuous moments of death, continuous yeah. realizations that in order for something new to begin, something has to end. And that's challenging because especially in relationships, with relationships, that was the biggest teacher for me. As I'm sure you know, going through a relationship can bring up the biggest 
confronting thoughts. It's <laughs> yeah. the biggest mirror. When somebody knows you at the deepest levels of what's going on behind closed doors, it's like there's nothing to hide. Yeah. What a beautiful thing at the same time. Yeah, it's challenging, but it's so true. And like if you don't know who you are, if you can't own yourself or embrace yourself, I feel like you can't show up fully or properly in a relationship because mm -hmm. then you're putting on masks, really. Yeah. And that's when conflicts arise. Yeah, so let's dive down that route yeah. because that's a powerful conversation. We just did our last episode, if you haven't listened to it, is an unconditional love and boundaries. And unconditional love is really at the core of being able to have a powerful relationship. Because in order to be with somebody, you have to be able to be with yourself. Mm -hmm. So it's like people want, they're, they're expecting the perfect person, but internally they're like, I hate myself. I don't forgive myself. I'm angry at myself. So I'm expecting you to show up as perfectly, even though I'm not able to see my beautiful face. I'm just seeing the zit. Yeah. I would even like add to that. Because for those listening, if you're like, well, I, I, I don't hate myself. I think I love myself. I'm like, okay, okay. Mm. Can you sit with yourself? Mm. No music, no movies, no scrolling, no, like, can you sit with yourself? Because I know people then that thought there is like oh, squirming in their body when when was the last time you just sat with yourself in silence and let yourself observe feelings thoughts memories because if you can't sit with yourself in that context like then i don't know if you fully have accepted yourself because you haven't even given yourself the space to be with yourself right like yeah. and maybe you don't hate yourself which is beautiful but like can you sure. be with yourself and love yourself and i just want to like challenge people on that because i speak to a lot of Women and men are like, no, I love myself. Like, I'm good. Right. And I'm like, okay, cool. So we'll go sit and meditate in the corner and let's do it. And they're like, no, 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 no. I'm like, ooh, why? What are, what would come up that you're resisting or you're fearing that you're AK not fully accepting in yourself? And then that, because that's going to then show up in your relationship. Mm, mm, so good. It makes me think of, of a Jesus. I mean, Jesus, every single, she would spend time alone yeah. consistently. Like 40 days. And that, did, like, that was like one of his biggest. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And that was the time when he came back and the devil tempted him the most mm -hmm. when he was going through that journey. But it makes me think of us today in the world of today where there is no moment of silence at any moment in time. Like right now, you getting notifications. If I take a look at my phone, I'm getting notifications. If you're listening, you're probably getting some sort of notification yeah. in your attention. I mean, even like we have background music here. Like, yeah. I mean, I tell people all the time, like the, you go into stores and they have music on because they don't want you to think. Oh, they want you to just make a decision. But if it's silent, you might question yourself, is this worth buying or not? Like there's psychology, there's reason to everything. Mm. So imagine like if you had that connection with yourself to be okay being silent in yourself to then know yourself. Yeah, it's deep. Yeah. It's deep. And then you bring things like breath work where you're literally like, there's ma the many times that I've had breath work sessions where I it brings me, it's almost like I'm walking the streets again of door knocking. It has been many. And it's a realization of all of these little things that come up, these visions, like, oh, those are still emotions that I'm holding internally. That I haven't processed. That I haven't processed. Yeah. Like, I remember so many times where, where I, I would I would be in my mind, door knocking, and my body would be sitting down doing breath work. I was like, oh, because, like, this experience is still there. And I can't go back in time and change it, but I can now transmute that energy where I'm at today. Yeah. And I think that I, I would say, I tell this to everyone, I'm like, I, don't, I feel like society has failed us in teaching us how to navigate the things we've been through in life whether it was good or bad like we don't have the tools to remove any emotion whether it's someone slamming the door at you you doing sale to sales or or, or sales or whatever it is and i feel like yeah. that creates more resistance and disconnection sure. with ourselves because no people don't have those tools i mean like now they're here we're, we're becoming more trendy mm -hmm. but it's not where we should be at 
Well, I think society now realizes that no matter how many band-aids we put on, it's not taking care of the wound. Yeah, I think our generation is definitely yes. paving the way. Like yeah. I tell everyone, like, we're here to end these generational traumas and curses. Yeah. And a lot of our generation saw, you know, our families and, and go through what they went through. And I feel like a lot of our generation, at least for me speaking, experienced the medications. Mm. And like, mm. why are we medicating ourselves at such young ages and yeah. still not feeling happy because we haven't addressed the reason why we're feeling the way we're feeling mm. and i think our generation is here slowly making those changes no doubt which is good but yeah yeah i mean it's again that sense of responsibility and as you say that the sense of medicating is i think about how many times we turn to substances whether it's marijuana whether yeah. it's alcohol whether it's any other sort of substance where it's like i'm just i want to feel better so i'm going to go and turn to this yeah but we're still numbing it's really just putting more things it's shoving what, it what are you avoiding? yeah I mean, I, I even question myself too now, like when I go to smoke or go, if I go to drink, I'm like, okay, what are, what are my intentions? Why am I doing this? Like, is it fully, is it for the right reasons? I mean, I was definitely a party girl. That side still exists. <laughs> and I have to make sure like, is this really like best for me? And what are my reasons? Am I avoiding something? Is there, why do I want that glass of wine? And mm. because at the end of the day, like you might be stressed and tired from work, but did something come up at work that that pissed you off or something that you need to move that energy and emotion in a different way versus just drinking wine or hitting the joint to like shake it off? Sure. It, it, like you said, it's it's the, it's the mask. It's the Band-Aid. Yeah. And, and you're pointing at being able to take full ownership again. It's like you don't need anything externally. We can just die within. And then we throw in Christ and faith uh -huh. into the picture and truly, like everybody listening knows unapologetically what where my faith lies. Yeah. And I truly, as as I know that we've had conversations mm -hmm. <laughs> on to take these problems and these challenges and put them away, give them not put them away to give them to our faith takes them all away. Yeah, it's all we need. All we need. So now with the idea of authenticity, because obviously you've been through a beautiful journey and it's some mask were in the picture. When you started to take off these layers of inauthenticity to open the true Tati up, mm -hmm. how did that impact your relationship it, it, intimately between whether it was Evan or your ex? Like, how yeah. did that impact? So when I started to pull back the layers, for me, there was a lot of guilt and shame. Um, and so for like it impacted my relationship before Evan because I, I just like hid, I lied. I couldn't uh like I couldn't just own it and then with Evan it just took over my mind and I shut down and I became avoidant and I didn't communicate and so because I was unable to like I was doing a lot of healing work don't get me wrong like I was aware but I like still had that like fear I had this like I was carrying on so much guilt and shame and judgment from college Tatiana and things I had done or just behaved or things I said like you know stupid things right like we, we're young we're dumb and I can't but like I felt like for me, it just, I wasn't accepting that part of myself or I didn't forgive myself. Mm. And so it tore Evan and I apart. Like I, I just had, it, I kept telling him like, we, I don't have the connection. It's not there. But that's because I wasn't even connecting to that part of me that I wasn't willing to look in the mirror and integrate and heal her. It was like, it was in the shadows. Yeah. And it tore my relationship apart. Like we broke up. Yeah. <laughs> and so I ran away. So just really quick on this, because for those listening, get what Tati's saying. Her relationship with Evan at the time wasn't able to be fully there because of she of, of her lack of taking a look at what she was dealing with internally. Mm -hmm. 
and thank you for sharing so vulnerably because again like this is where the true power really lives a lot of people get caught up on the other person being perfect without actually taking the initiative for themselves yeah and you did yeah it wasn't fun i can't be wrong it wasn't fun but like i um you know initially when we broke up i thought the breaking up was going to like do it like i don't know i'd be fine and but that was like the beginning of the inner Mm. feeling um like on a deeper level, I, I released a lot of guilt. I had done like a, a breakthrough session right before it, before the breakup, but still there's so much more I needed to address and heal and yeah, move through. But yeah, I had to do that to then even have any type of hope for myself and for future relationships. Without going too deep into detail, because it's obviously whatever you feel open to sharing. But what do you think when you did go through the breakup, you took a step back, what do you think created like, like what? How, how did you find what was underneath that still wasn't able to be seen when you were still in the relationship? I think it was admitting it. Mm. Like I was just still hiding it from him or myself, like pretending I was okay. Um, and it's funny because it's like, when you guys hear this, like, of course I'm not gonna like, don't need to go every story. Like, why did I feel guilty and shame? Like you may be like, girl, come on. Like, you're fine. Like you, you didn't, you know, you were young, you did things, but like it just added on. It was like one after the other and like, it was this inner dialogue of like, why would you do that? You shouldn't have done that. Like you're, you know, like all these things. So it just was all, the, it was just piles of piles. Um, mm. And it's like, I accepted it and I would talk about it in my mind, but I didn't do anything with that energy. I didn't forgive myself or talk about it with somebody else. Um, so I kind of like knew what I needed to work on, but I wasn't actually doing the work on. Like I was I remember like I would just be like, well, I feel this way. I'm dreaming this, blah, 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 blah. But it's like, okay, but then what? Like, mm. what are you going to do? Are you going to forgive yourself? Are you going to finally let go? Are you going to say what you need to say to that person? And I, I wasn't doing those things. I was aware of the feelings I was feeling and why I was feeling it. And maybe not fully to its depth, but I wasn't like, it was like spiritual bypassing. It's like, mm. yeah, I know, but I'm not doing anything about it. Or mm. I think I'm doing something about it, but I wasn't actually doing something about it. And actually during that time period, when I was in, when I started my breathwork facilitator training. And so what I realized with that was there was so much in my body wow. that I did a lot of mindset work on letting go, but like it was my body Somatic. that was holding on to the shame and the guilt and um, the lack of forgiveness mm. and I think that's what allowed me to kind of uncover more and more things and fully release it on like an energetic level. Yeah. Wow. You just brought me back to when we were having coffee one morning. This is bef- this as we're going through it. Yeah. yeah. This is during the breakup. Yeah. And I remember sitting down at Deeks and you were getting very teary eyed because you started to realize that there was a conversation needed to be had, not even with Evan, but beforehand. Yeah. And you had that. When you did, what did that open up for you? Wait, you had it with Evan? No, because there's something with your ex that oh i realized it's a funny part um yeah lauren actually wanted me to like uh encouraged me to have that conversation it was closure it was yeah um forgiveness i actually didn't have that conversation got it and for so many years i tried and tried um to have the conversation and then and he god whatever like it didn't happen it didn't <laughs> happen and actually what i like that you're bringing this up because i think what i realized was it doesn't take a conversation with someone else mm-hmm. to forgive them or forgive yourself or mm-hmm. to do the healing. And I think that's what I kept doing. I kept putting the ball in the, res- like, oh, it will heal when I see him. It will he- heal when I have the conversation and like 
share how sorry I am or share my truth or just clear the air, whatever it was. But it wasn't that. And I was able to learn to get the closure and healing and forgiveness without that conversation with him. And I still have never had that conversation with him. And oh. I, you know, there's moments out, I'll be honest with you guys, there's moments in time where I do pray and I'm like, you know, I do hope I see him again. There's a lot of love and respect and a friendship that was there. Um, and like even the things that like I would want forgiveness on aren't even like, you know, if it were comparison wise, like I didn't cheat or anything. I just like, yeah. but it was just like little things that I just, they weren't, I wasn't showing up how I wanted to show up and mm. who I truly was. And I acted a certain way in college because of medications and drugs and having fun. Just like little things like that. Like, oh, yeah. this man like knew me for who I was and I didn't, wasn't in a te- integrity and I wasn't in authenticity. And like, I didn't like that and it never felt well. But yeah, at the end of the day, like I never have had that conversation with him. Yeah. He literally could be listening to this and I have no idea. Um, <laughs> I love that. <laughs> but I had to learn to self-forgive. And yeah, but I had that awareness, tried having that conversation again. Yeah. Didn't fucking but hey, I learned that. And now I feel like I've been able to help other women be like, you don't need to have this closure talk uh, sometimes. You can just let it go. It's, it's yeah, it's in your mind. Like you can choose to let it go. You can choose to uh, forgive. It sucks, of course, because we want to have the conversations. Yeah. Right. It makes us closure. feel better. It makes us have that connection there. Uh, and now I'm a strong adamant of like, you really don't. And honestly, don't torture yourself. Because for me, like I was tortured for years, mm. years because of it. Self-torture. Mm-hmm. So yeah, like, no one else was shaming me, unforgiving me. Like I still had like, like we're him and I are good on good terms. Like I don't, I haven't talked to him now, but like in that time frame, sure, we would check in, see how we were. But like deep down, I was like, there's so much self guilt and hate and sh- shame around that relationship. When I did so much other self love healing, it was like yeah. that one area of my life mm. was not addressed, and it, it obviously took a toll on me. Sure. Well, sure. <laughs> <laughs> you can ignore it for as long as you want. And it doesn't matter how much like like personal development work you do in every other area, like do the area that you're neglecting or not, your life will probably crumble like my relationship did. So at what point, because this is so big, and just really quick to just give context for myself as well. I remember having um, my first girlfriend ever in high school, like literally had no girlfriend at all. My first girlfriend started like my beginning of my senior year of high school. Beautiful woman, long story short, that relationship ended really ugly, mm-hmm. maybe two to three years later, like to the point where I didn't know if I was good enough of a man to be in a relationship. Damn. Fast forward, her and I spoke maybe like four years after that relationship ended. And again, it ended in a really bad way. Now to this day, we'll we'll start communicate. Really seldom through Instagram. That's nice. Like messages back and forth. Yeah, like she'll watch my stories. And if you're listening to this. Just know that I'm so thankful for everything that we went through. And thank you for teaching me what you taught because I was able to be who I am today, partly because of the work that you supported me going through. So thank you. I'm not going to say your name. You know who you are if you're listening. For you, because with that, to have that conversation with her, it supported me in like, okay, closure. And I remember very vividly, it's supposed to be a 10 minute conversation. Two hours later, I'm I'm walking outside (laughs) Neptune City, New Jersey in the middle of January. So it's freezing. But this conversation was much more important than I realized it was going to be. I learned so much about her after we broke up that I didn't know before. Yeah. So it helped me like put like a, like a closure on that. Yeah. For the, and I also honor what you're saying. You don't have to have that conversation. When did you know that this thing was complete and over with? Like you were complete with what you could have said. It was no longer in your space. The thorn was no longer in your arm to reference the untethered soul. I think there's a few moments. I remember in Costa Rica, 
my friend who I went with was like, Tati, I haven't heard you say I feel guilty or I feel bad. Mm. This is before Evan and I's breakup. So I did a breakthrough session. I released guilt on a like subconscious level mentally. Mm. And so that was like, I was like, oh, you're right. Okay, cool. Like this isn't like consuming my mindset and my vocabulary. Mm. Um, but what I think I realized was when we broke up, Evan and I broke up and I moved into my apartment, I didn't have like thoughts of the past. It was like in the moment of Evan and I. And I didn't have this desire to have to talk to him or anything. And I was like, oh, okay. Like I've been, because from that point on, I would have been doing work and it was like, I didn't have the need e. to do it. Or because or, in the past, if I hadn't done what I was like healing that breakup, I probably would have messaged him first thing. Like, let's have a conversation. Got it. But I didn't. And I, I felt at peace. I think that's what I would say. You know, and I just want to share this because like I'm feeling with my body right now. Love that. Yes, I've had closure. Yes, I've forgiven myself and there is like a still part of me that would still love to have that conversation. Mm. Um, and so I think it's important to kind of like, I don't know, I'm, I'm like feeling into it because I like feel emotional right now, but I also am okay. And I think it's just because like sometimes it's nice and I think us humans like to be heard and seen mm. and or at least for me. And so that's where that desire comes from to still i would love to have that conversation sure. and i am at peace mm. and i am okay and i have accepted what went down the past i've healed i've forgiven that version of myself i it does not consume me or my relationship anymore with evan because like when i in the old relationship with evan i would think about it compare mm. have thoughts in my head and so i now know that that's not that's not there mm. so I just like want to share that because like, yes, I've had closure. And of course it would be freaking nice to actually have a sit down conversation. Yeah. Cause I love that. Like I like speaking what I have to say, Yeah, but I was able to find healing and I was able to come into a new relationship. Yes. It was with Evan and not have those things consume me even without the conversation. Mm -hmm. And so that's funny. Like that feeling, those emotions just dropped as I just told you guys that, but uh, <laughs> I think I just had to share that because it was like, don't get me wrong. It would be nice to have it, but it's I was able to take the responsibility myself. But yeah, go back to your question. I think it was just like when I realized I was at peace that it wasn't consuming my thoughts, that I wasn't judging myself or comparing myself. And I was just like, honestly, so present with me, uh, my emotions, my healing, my relationship with God. And my during that breakup went from like zero to a hundred. Um, and that's when I think I realized like this doesn't consume me anymore. I think I believe this to rest because it's not thought in my mind at all anymore. It's, Thank you. Thank you. You know a lot of that. Like I'm, I remember opening up to you and Lauren, and it's baggage. I think yeah. it's baggage, and I think people don't realize like if you don't deal with your baggage, it comes into your career or to the next relationship. And like I tell, like I said, like if that if you're listening, and you're like, oh, that boyfriend I dated in middle school and high school and college. If you did not heal that. If there's anything there, like that person's going to come with you into the next relationship. Mm. They're going to be sitting there like chirping you up, like whatever, whatever it is, because you haven't laid that to rest. And some yeah. people don't think that it's true. And then they experience it when they're in the relationship and they get triggered. Mm. Why are you acting this type of way? Mm. Where, why, you don't trust me or like because you didn't heal the things from the past. And now your unconscious behaviors and thoughts show up in the relationship. So I'm a really big advocate, like. Heal your fucking shit before you get into the next one because it's gonna make it messy. Trust me, if I can save anybody time and years. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't even know where it is. Huge, huge. No, no, you know, you get it's it's you're you're 
you're giving me the opportunity to be myself fully as well as those listening. Because yeah, there's people out there that are still holding on to things from the past. Yeah. And look, we as humans, we're so brilliant. We're so smart. We'll put up walls to keep out the pain and those same walls also keep out the love. Yeah. And so here we are, we're walking around with a gilded cage. Yes, it's beautiful and golden, but it's nevertheless a cage. Mm-hmm. And to be able to break down those walls, to be able to be authentic and vulnerable, allows other people, other situations, other experiences to actually flow into the experience of your life. For yourself, as you were as as you were navigating this journey of self healing and exploring yourself, um, what was like the the actually let's say this unconditional love because mm-hmm. it sounds like through unconditional love you've been able to get to this point of time in the relationship through the last conversation that we had in the podcast we're talking about empathy forgiveness and uh, patience as being the recipe to unconditional love do you have that sense of empathy with the other person putting my, putting ourselves in other people's shoes having the patience and knowing that it's gonna take time with ourselves and with others and then having that sense of forgiveness the letting go that you yeah. put into the picture all of that you went through now here you are your fiance you're getting married in a couple months and a year a year yeah. in a year now that you're with evan and you've been very open about this i mean people can go check out the episode where you <laughs> share openly about the relationship in fact with evan you yeah. guys have a conversation between the two of you what is the biggest thing that if you look back and you would have run into tati two years ago she was going through her depths of depths how would you support her? That's really a good question. It's a really good question because I feel like I, I don't feel like there was anything else I could have done mm. to get to where I'm at. Like I figured it out without me having to say words. And why I say it that way is because the way I handled it, I'm so freaking proud of how I yes. handled it. How did with, you handle it? I handled it with just grace mm. and patience. I, for the first time in my life, didn't like, I like only seeked opinions from very limited people. You and Lauren were one. Like, and I just, I went within and I went to God. And that, I think was, that's the only advice I could tell myself then. It was like, you got, girl, you got to go with him. You got to go to God. You got to heal. You can only listen to those who are going to support you not telling you you're stupid or crazy for breaking up with such an amazing like because i had ears in my mouth i had to put boundaries i had to get quiet and still and like i did those things and that's i think that's why evan and i have the relationship i do now so yeah i don't know if there's anything else i would tell myself actually which is really interesting i always have something to tell myself (laughs) (laughs) um i just think i would I don't know. I, I, I just, yeah, I don't know. I, there, you stumped me on that one. No, but it's beautiful because you, you, you literally, and again, goes to show who you are today, that sense of ownership. Like you did take that ownership back then. And there's nothing that, that you could have said differently. You would have done differently. No, you dealt with it. Yeah. Like you said something huge. You were very mindful of who you're paying attention to, who to listen to. You had these people that were giving you, you're stupid for breaking up with this man and whatever they were saying to you, boundaries. The yeah. other side of creating powerful relationships within that setting boundaries. How do you think boundaries within the relationship and outside with friends, coworkers, so on and so forth? How do how does that impact? I think without boundaries, you're letting things in that don't need to be let in. And without boundaries, like you're letting others and environments dictate you kind of. And uh, you and you, you, you and Lauren have definitely uh, helped me with boundaries or communication with that because um, I, I don't even know like what what made me only seek certain people's opinions and I only thought with certain people during that time or talked about it mm-hmm. but I just 
I think I learned the lesson that I can't. I think I learned the lesson of like not always listening to everybody else through my mm. career experience. Um, just becoming more and more to me and just really being really intentional. And, you know, to be honest, there's relationships that I, I see in the world and I don't want yeah. with all due love and respect or, no um, and I just was like, okay, who, who do I trust mm -hmm. and who can I lean on to get their support and their opinions? And I let myself in with that. And then with other people, I had to set boundaries and say like, Hey, I appreciate your love and your opinion. And I'm not seeking advice mm. and I'm not going to vent to you because I don't want more noise in my ear. And I had to have, I've had, I have to say those words to people. Yeah. Um, because if not, it would have consumed me. I probably wouldn't done the healing I really needed to do and hear the message I really needed to hear. No doubt. And so I think without boundaries, you're, you're getting torn in so many different ways and you're not coming back to you. You know, the answers God has them, put them on mm -hmm. your heart. And so if you don't put boundaries, you're, living life sometimes for other people versus yourself. Mm, mm. How do you see, and it's so powerful because I mean, strychnine, which is a really powerful poison, strychnine from a love, from a person that loves you and strychnine from a stranger, so strychnine. So you're pointing to these opinions that some people were giving you, which well intent, I'm sure people that loved you, yeah. however, not really supportive. Now that you're here with the powerful relationship that you have about to be married in a, in a year, how do boundaries still play a role within the relationship? Well, we have, Evan and I have put boundaries of like, who we hang out with individually mm. without like, you know, where's our energy yeah. going into? Are they in our morals or values individually and together? We've put boundaries with ourselves. Yeah. Um, with like each, each other. other. Yeah. Okay. Like, cool. Hey, like that's a boundary for me. If you say something like that, or if you speak to me in this type of way, or I don't know, I'm trying to think, cause like, Evan, like we really do have a great relationship and always, sure. I'm trying to think of an Not example perfect. of boundaries. Um, you know, boundaries like, okay, right now, as we're recording this, my sister lives with us. Yeah. So we have boundaries of like what are conversations we can have in front of her and sure. what are not. What are our time boundaries? Like what's your boundary of like us time versus you time? Mm. Or like how can we make this a win-win? Like I like to see boundaries as like a good thing. Like it's just a way to win-win with people. Mm. Like, hey, don't cross this boundary. So I, because that's gonna, that's crossing my my line. True. And then that's going to ruin our friendship or our dynamic. And same with Evan and I. So like, what's our boundary of phones when we're having quality time? Mm. We have a boundary of like, when we're on a walk, we don't go on our phones mm. so that we can be present with each other. Like that's a boundary. And I feel like some people think boundaries are like, oh, like rough or like sting. Like, no, like that's just an intention. We set, we like a standard. I think that maybe that word would be like a standard we have for ourselves. And so we have different standards within ourselves, boundaries in our relationship to make the relationship strong open communication and be where we're at because yeah. clearly we broke up for a reason. So how can we be on the same page and what things need to be in place so that we don't ever get to that place ever again? Yeah. Yeah. It's so important. It makes you think of the amount of relationships that I've helped when we talk about boundaries. It's like the immediate closing up that shows up. It's like very similar experience where when people think about discipline, they immediately close up. It's like this negative state, yeah. but I love the way you put it. It's a standard. It's like the way I see it's, it, it's an agreement. If I'm gonna go a business interaction with somebody, there's an agreement in place. Well, yeah. we have a relationship. Why do we not have agreements? Mm -hmm. How can we potentially hold each other back from taking an action that's gonna create a conflict for the other person? Yeah. Which is so important in relationships. 
Now for you, because, and, and we can absolutely like down the road, this is going to be space for another conversation, uh, boundaries, does that ever occur to you? Like it create, it could create conflict for Evan. Yeah. How do you still navigate that conversation? Because I think a lot of people get fear of like, if I communicate this boundaries, it's going to be like a conflict. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel that. So I think like the first thing I would say is like, it's not always what you say, it's how you say it and coming mm. from a loving place. And I'm trying to think of an example of what I said to Evan recently, but I can't really think of one because we've just had so much communication. We just know so much now. Yeah. Um, but I think when we were first getting back together, we really had to have these conversations. And so what way we went about it was like, hey, I would love like, can we just have a conversation? I would love to just share something that's with you on my heart where it will allow us to be on the same page and have a stronger connection. And that's my intention here. Mm. And then like start with that. Start with something positive. What is the intention of the boundary? And then from there, I'd be like, I really didn't appreciate it when you did this or when you said this or um, X, Y, Z, uh, whatever the, the, yeah. the boundary is, right? And I would yeah. really appreciate this instead. So that way we can win. That way we can like paint the picture. Like how will this improve the relationship yeah. versus focusing on the behavior or the boundary that was crossed? Mm. Like, okay, address it. What's the consequence if they don't, Yeah. like if they cross it again, but also how can it win and how can you end it on that note? Mm. And I think like be like having a partner that's like, yo, we need to talk about these things because if you cross my boundaries and I shut down again and I don't talk about it or you vice versa, where is it going to lead us? Right. So like, let me know your standards because I don't know, but like say it in a loving way. Mm -hmm. So that way we can have a win-win. Um, but I think it's just the way you say it. It's coming from a loving place versus yeah. like, don't do that. Yeah. Like, whoa, explain why. How right. can they win? Explain the boundary mm. versus just like a harsh mm. no. I don't know. Yeah, totally. Guys. It's, it's, it, it makes me think of how easily we as humans, we get defensive. So yeah. like, especially from a, from a boyfriend to girlfriend to husband to wife dynamic. If we, if we haven't done the work, the moment that, and it happened to me in the past with Lauren, where she would be like, hey, you're, you're too much sometimes. Mm -hmm. But I would take that as like, that's my mom telling me to quiet. Yeah. It's like, no, that's not what's happening. But I hadn't done the work yet yeah. to realize that to create the frame because we're framing, our, our, our world lives in communication to create the frame of, hey, I'm about to share something to improve our relationship. Yeah. This isn't so that I press your little boy button and now you put yourself in a diaper. Mm -hmm. Like, no, this is feedback for both of us so we can actually improve on this relationship. And then from there to communicate it from a loving, uh, if, from a loving place so that it lands and then you actually move towards into that possibility created. Yeah, and, and uh, I mean, I think it's like that, it's like, I'm, I'm laughing because I had a conversation with my sister last week. She mm. lives with us and it was a boundaries conversation. We didn't, but the thing, the, the why I'm laughing is because we didn't use the word boundary. Uh. So like, it was just a conversation of like, hey, I didn't like, I forget what it was about. Like, I woke up in the morning and the first thing you say is this. And I'm like, okay, well then don't leave your dishes out, right? But like, okay, yeah. how can how can I better communicate so I don't upset you first thing in the morning? And how can you either be pro more proactive or what are what's the standard I expect mm. when you live in my house? Mm. Right. And it's just like, how can, hey, how can we just be on the same page? Hey, how can we not have arguments or resentment or anger? Like, how can we just live well together? And I just share that because, like, cool, we're talking about relationships. And yep. what about boundaries with your parents? Totally. With your, your sister. I've had to set boundaries with my parents. Like, hey, when you guys call me, like, we're not talking about business because it adds more pressure. Like, mm. this was more when I was starting. I appreciate it. I love you for checking in. I know your intentions are good. And 
it makes me feel a little uncomfortable because I'm not where I want to be yet. And I just, I don't want to talk about that. And that's a boundary. Right. And so like, I didn't have to use the word boundary, but it's just expressing yourself. Sure. Like do instead of this, can you do this instead? Yeah. And, and that's, again, the powerful stance to that is to be able to have a conversation with it. A lot of people expect these boundaries, but they never communicate them. So how could you ever <laughs> expect for something to be delivered if it's not communicated? Yeah. It's like I go to a restaurant and say, give me a good plate. You choose. She comes out. Oh, I don't like steak. Well, you told me it for you. Like, what's yeah. the expectation here? How's that going to work? And just like when you're driving down the road, the lines are not walls, yet we drive down the lines as if they were walls. Mm. To your point of like, here you have these, these, you didn't necessarily use the word boundaries, but now there's a communication where there's set boundaries, even though there doesn't have to be, be necessarily like, hey, here's a boundary. No, this is Yeah, just... and that's what I, like, I tell my clients that all the time. I'm like, don't fucking use the word boundary then. If that doesn't feel good, don't say it. Just be like, hey, I just want to share something that bothered me. Yeah. Or hey, I want to share something that can improve our friendship or relationship. Someone's going to respond a lot better when you say that versus, hey, I want to set a boundary with you, yeah. especially if you or them have a negative connotation to it. So, like, just don't use it then. Yep. But just know that is what you are doing. Yeah. yeah. That's okay. Like, I, I, like, laugh about it. But, like, <laughs> you know, I mean, even with our friend group, like, we're all pretty communicative if we have a boundary or, totally. like, you know, you guys have you guys have shared that a lot with me um, as a friend. Like, I remember, like, Lauren's – it wasn't a boundary, right? But it's more of, like, communicating, like, hey – I'm, I'm not cool with this or I'm not feeling this. I don't feel well to do this. And I was like, I learned a boundary. Like, okay, yeah. cool. Like we're going to hang out, but we're not going to hang out three days in a row. Right. Like it could yeah. be a silly boundary like that. Yeah. Um, but I feel that, uh, I don't know. You, you guys have really helped me improve communication. I think that's what it comes down to is communication. Yeah. Communication is key in life. Yep. Everything. Everything. Yeah. And that sense of authenticity to be able to know this is, in your example, I don't want to hang out for three days in a row. Okay. That's also being authentic because I've been in situations where, it's just like ongoing only to realize like, oh, I don't, I'm, I'm sick of this person. It's like, no, it's not that you're sick of the person. It's just that what you've been doing for a consistent period of time is not you. It's too much. And then you it's have to say you have a boundary. Right. So it's right. Like, cool. And then I think that you need to know your own boundaries. Oh, no doubt. I mean, that's the most important thing. Yeah. Because how could you communicate that to others if you don't know it for yourself? Yeah. Back to that unconditional love towards self first. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think when you have that love towards yourself and you know yourself coming back to like really knowing who you are, that's when you can then be with people and communicate i i want to really emphasize in communication because that was a huge reason why we, where why it ended with evan and i was like we didn't know how to communicate yeah. properly yeah and that's most people yeah which again thank you for the work you're doing thank you i mean i'm doing it still i'm still learning how to communicate each and every single day i had to communicate with friends last week it wasn't fun yeah. but hey you guys i just share that because like if we don't communicate to others we can't expect anything to change and we can't right. assume for them to like read our minds whether it's a friendship, coworker, relationships, like mm -hmm. we can't sue. Mm. That technology is so much. You're such a powerful woman. Thank you. You're an incredible friend. You're an incredible fiance. You're going to be an incredible mom. Mm -hmm. The way in which you show up in the world gives people the opportunity to be themselves fully. The way in which you show up in your power and your spiciness <laughs> uh, is, is, a, is encouraging. And at the same time, to be able to see your nurturing and your loving and your kind side is also really nurturing. And really loving to see. Thank you for seeing me. I yeah. appreciate it because you've played a really big role in my life. And I will always say, like, I will always give, like, just recognition. Because, mm. yeah, you met me when I was already on my personal development journey. And you've challenged me a lot. Mm. 
and you've helped me a lot and you really have helped me stand more into my ownership and responsibility i remember moving into the apartment you're like well are you gonna make a fucking choice what do you have to do to make this apartment work and i was like oh put my big girl pants on yeah you're fucking right i'm gonna figure out a way versus like self victimizing like oh poor me i'm going through a breakup that i chose to do yeah you know and so i i appreciate you for um being who you are and teaching me so much about communication and relationships and holding me to the standard no doubt because it's allowed me to rise up yeah because i love you i know and i love myself and if i'm gonna be able to be in a powerful group of people i gotta love them Mm -hmm. and this is where sometimes a true friend says things that need to be heard not what the other person wants to hear do you think it's, it was comfortable for me to say this? Oh, I bet. Like the conversations uh, we have. I know. Sometimes you're like, so what are you going to do about it? And I'm like, <laughs> oh, wool sting. You're right. You're right. <laughs> and, and all of that, look at the friendship that we now have. So for anybody listening, if you're afraid to step into an uncomfortable conversation, explore the type of bond and trust that you can now have with that person because the other person knows you're not going to put up with their shit or their lies. And then for you, to also respect yourself enough to be able to communicate openly where you're going. Yeah, no, I agree. And I, I really think that like because of the friendship and standard and just what you mirror back at me has created this friendship. Like when I go to th- like when I have issues, even though I know the belief for the baggage, sometimes yeah. I don't know how to process it. Like I go to you and Lauren because like I know you're going to give it to me how I need it to be given in, in, tr- in a truthful, loving way. Yeah. But you're not going to like let me get away with it. Like in that sense, like you're going to let you're going to support me in overcoming it. And that's what I seek versus sometimes other friends don't and that's okay but like because we built that relationship and honesty and like you create a safe space for me like that's why i keep coming back when i need help (laughs) like help me (laughs) and same to you like the amount of times that i think of you and evan and i speak with you guys because i need some sort of support i mean iron sharpens iron i'm not going to go to somebody that hasn't done the work that's going to projectile vomit all over me verbally no i'm going to go to somebody can actually hear me from my own blind spots because they're so quick to justify (laughs) rationalize and generalize like all of this makes it okay for what i'm doing it's like no if you really have somebody close to you it's gonna put the mirror up you realize oh my gosh i've been in my diaper this whole time let me take this off it's so funny how our brain like will still do that like i still have moments like that i'm like you know better what are you doing why is your mind thinking all these thoughts (laughs) justifying it like it's the human side yeah it's so funny (laughs) tati thank you so much for taking time today for those listening, so Radiant Podcast. Yeah, the Radiant Life Podcast. Radiant Life yeah. Podcast. And you have a retreat coming up soon. Where can people find more information? Yeah, on? we are having, my sister and I are hosting a retreat for women. Sorry, we do not do COVID retreats right now. It's okay. Um, but it'll be in February 22nd to 26th in Orlando, Florida. And so the link to apply uh, will be in the show notes. And yes. We're a little, we're almost halfway full. So very limited spots. And for those listening on the Radiant Life Podcast, how can they... Oh, my voice. Um, where can they connect with you? I know Lauren isn't on here, and I kept referencing Lauren. Lauren yeah. is his wife, obviously. But um, <laughs> you guys do host co-ed retreats. I don't know we do. <clears throat> if you have one coming up. But um, also for the men listening, because I get reached out a lot from men, and uh, I'm always like, I don't do coaching for men, but I have a friend. Oh, Sebastian. But where can they find you to, I don't know, get some support sure, and learn more sure, about Sure. You? I think easiest way for people to get to know who I am. Because for me, as I'm looking to connect with others and when I'm seeking support, I want to see who they are as an individual and not just what they do. Yeah. And it's much more important to understand somebody's character than just the offerings that they have. So my Instagram, that's really the place where you'll see the most authentic side of me. Um, and if you're looking for any sort of support specifically within relationships, high performance, being able to take your life to the next level in all realms of life, reach out. Yeah. Yeah. It's great, you guys. I mean, Evan works with him. He's worked with me. 
and more of a friend level. Gabby has worked with you. Look at that. Isn't that so funny? <laughs> I love it. I love how we've been able to coach each other, our friend group, and also be friends. Like how fucking awesome is that? That's, That's powerful. I'm that is powerful. That. That's a very unique place to be in within friends because it's very easy for, again, that defensiveness to come up. Boundaries. Here we go. We had to have boundaries. That's right. That's but um, yeah, no, I can't speak highly enough. Oh, you're the best. Appreciate you. I love you. Thank you time. guys enjoyed this. Yeah, me too. Kind of like bounced off, but uh, hopefully there's some value in just sharing kind of what goes on in our brains yeah. a little bit. And 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 these the like these types of conversations is what ultimately what's gotten us to where we're at now. By no means are we there. We'll never mm. get there. Yeah. But we we are where we're at, which is a pretty freaking incredible life. So if we can bring you value through these conversations, stay plugged in. Tatiana Kouto, Instagram as well. Yeah. Yeah. Underscore Tatiana underscore. Yeah. Yep. You'll get to see your spicy side as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a little bit more spicy on probably the podcast or TikTok, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Right, Tati. You're the best. Oh, I love it. Thank you. Thank you for having me. You got it. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you enjoyed today's episode, please be sure to share it with me and write an Apple iTunes review so I can keep the good stuff coming your way. If you aren't already following me, you can find me on Instagram at Tatiana underscore Kuto. Make sure to tag me in any posts that you share. I love and appreciate you so much and cannot wait to connect with you in the next episode. In the meantime, go out and radiate your light into the world.